Welcome to our podcast, What's It Really Like? In this series of podcasts, we explore the lives of children who are life-limited or have complex medical needs. We wish to give voice to many vulnerable children and their families, yet we hope that it will have a light-hearted appeal and a global reach. People will have a chat with me, Sharon Thompson, and the purpose is to comfort those who need it. We also wish to educate and connect our community with medical professionals and organisations who need to hear what it's really like to care for an extra special child. Hello, Karen, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, Sharon. Delighted to be here. Hi, Karen, although you don't directly care for children who have complex medical needs, you work with the AIIHPC and they have a role in children's palliative care and palliative care in general in Ireland. And that's why I wanted to talk to you today, because I'm going to give you the big task of explaining <laughs> what the AII HBC is and the work it does, if you don't mind, please. Super. I'll try my very best, Sharon. So the All Island Institute of Hospice and Palliative Care, we were established in 2010 to Improve uh, the experience of palliative care uh, for people with life limiting conditions and their families. So, we're an all island organization working across both jurisdictions. We've currently 27 partners, uh, which include universities, uh, specialist palliative care providers, hospices, um, health and social care trusts, charities, um, health organizations, and the Department of Health in the Republic of Ireland. Um, um, we receive our funding, uh, comes from our partners, but also from organisations such as uh, the Departments of Health in both jurisdictions, the HSC, uh, the Public Health Agency, the Health Research Board, the PHA R&D Division in Northern Ireland. So um, all make up the funding to fund our work. Uh, our work would fit within under three kind of cross-cutting themes around supporting uh, the development of speci uh, specialist palliative care, partnering with users, carers and communities and supporting uh, the palliative care approach. So that's kind of supporting the non-specialist palliative care, so such as in GPs, uh, public health nursing, district nursing in Northern Ireland, um, you know, uh, non-specialist services uh, and supporting um, them to further develop their palliative care skills. If you want me to go on a little bit, I can talk about some of our work programme areas that might be interesting to your, your listeners. Wow. OK, so you see, Karen, we know each other for a while, a good, a good long while. And I had no idea <laughs> that the AII HPC had such a vital and sort of large role you've got quite you know, it's it's a big it's a biggie really our role is to support collaboration and to support uh, our partners and the wider palliative care sector to work together across um say be it research education practice uh, service user care and raising awareness so really we, we aim to support that collaboration the sharing of good practice uh, with the aim of improving always with the aim of improving uh, the palliative care experience 
it always comes back um, uh, to uh, people with life-limiting conditions and their families and carers. So how can we make their experience better? Wow. Okay. So um, the way that we know each other, I'm probably now skipping ahead because of what you planned, but the way we know each other is that you asked me to be part of the committee for the palliative hub because I was always complaining about a drought of information um, 10 years ago uh, in relation to palliative care and especially children's palliative care or any information if your child was seriously ill. So the palliative hub is there and it's part of your remit really. So could you talk a little bit about that, please? Yeah, uh, the Palliative Hub overall is an online gateway uh, to information and resources about palliative care. And there's a there's uh, five components of the Palliative Hub. Uh, apologies, I was just counting there. Um, but I suppose uh, one site that will be particularly relevant to children's palliative care is our Palliative Hub Children and Young People. And very appreciative to you, Sharon, for uh, I think it was back in 2013 uh, being part of uh, the group that supported the development of the uh, Palliative Hub. So really, the aim of the Palliative Hub Children and Young People is, um, is to provide information and resources for the parents of children with life-limiting conditions and their families and carers, and I suppose the wider public as well, but it's primarily for uh, the parents and families. And really, um, the website was designed around um, kind of the palliative so that a parent will be able to access, you know, look at the website and, and find resources and guidance um, at the stage at which they're at. So be that prognosis and diagnosis be that caring for the child so um, there's guidance from health professionals on the island but then we link to uh, resources and make those resources maybe from organizations such as together for short lives in the UK um, we also have links to services and we have them uh, separated uh, between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland, links to, say, for example, condition-specific organisations. So it very much aims to be that gateway to information. We also have stories, which are both in written form and videos uh, of people's experiences of accessing palliative care and, and really kind of, suppose, uh, you know, what they thought of when they when they first heard about palliative care. Um, so yeah, we have the palliative hub and we children and young people, and we're looking to continue continuing to develop it. And if anyone does have any ideas about further developments, so uh, people would like to, for example, share their story, you know, I'd encourage them to get in touch as well. Um, but like I say, we're continuing to develop that site. And I suppose as part of the Palliative Hub, we also have um, Palliative Hub Adults, which is for people um, with palliative care needs. And we have a site for family carers. Um, and we have an online learning platform, which has lots of online learning programs, including like an introduction to palliative care for the general public. And um, we have a palliative hub professionals, which is for researchers and educators and for health and social care professionals. So we're constantly looking to keep them up to date. It's work, it's work in progress on that. Wow. Okay. And I know that the word palliative for some parents is a bit of a stumbling block. 
So um, for accessing that, you don't necessarily have to have your child under the palliative wing or, you know, the the word palliative. You can access the information on there. Of course, it's a website, (laughs) but, you know, it's for children with complex medical needs as well, you know. It definitely, Indeed. yeah, it's that gateway to information and resources. And yeah, you don't need to be under the care of a palliative care team to be able to access that information. And if people, what, what is the website address for the palliative hub? I suppose if they just Google in, um, yeah, if you Google the Palliative Hub or at the main website is thepalliativehub.com and then there's links through to the various uh, sites as part of that. But I suppose the, the Palliative Hub fits into our, our the Institute's work in terms of being mystify the term palliative and, um, you know, uh, and support people to have a deeper understanding of the services and that they're not just end of life, they're not just those final days, and that those services, like you say, for children with complex care needs can be a support. So it's part of our work to kind of demystify. It's just wonderful that it's there, you know, because, and a lot, not a lot, well, I'm sure you get a lot of hits to the site, et cetera, but just from a personal point of view, if I mention it to parents, they, they, they aren't necessarily aware that it's there and <clears throat> they may, when they access it, realize some of the gaps as well. So they could get in touch with you and maybe say, oh, I'd love more information on X, Y, or Z. Exactly. So um, I know that you have lots of influence in policy development, which is kind of, I suppose, the more boring <laughs> boring element (laughs) perhaps for the listeners but it's quite important can we touch quickly on policy so the institutes um were engaged in policy developments across the island both within adult palliative care but also with children's palliative care as well and we link in and support government departments and agencies and, and various networks so, for example, we're a member of, uh, I'm a member of the Children's Palliative Care Special Advisory Group, which was set up uh, to advise and assist the HSC in the development of children's palliative care in line with national policy. Um, I'll also met with the Children's Palliative Care Network, which is in Northern Ireland, and we've coordinated a meeting between both groups uh, looking to share developments and sharing good practice in both jurisdictions. Wowzer. Okay. So there's, um, this is wonderful news because for parents to hear. So there is a committee, a national committee that is working in collaboration with the North of Ireland. And you're basically, yeah. Um, no, they've, met, they've met on one occasion, but I yes. would say men. And we're looking to uh, have a further meeting, but I would say that members of that committee are also involved, uh, of those committees are also involved in the All-Ireland Children's Palliative Care Conference, um, which is focused on communication, compassion and common ground, which is taking place on the 17th and 18th of November in the Titanic Hotel in Belfast. So um, 
you know, there's great engagement uh, from uh, children's palliative care uh, organisations and professionals and researchers in um, in holding that conference later this year in Belfast. So, and I'm the um, co-chair of the organisation. So, very much looking forward to the event. Okay, you see, this is all such lovely news, you know, and it's great to be able to bring this to. To parents who are caring at home and possibly aren't aware of all of this wonderful work that's going on on a an an all-Ireland basis really it's great Karen and and both jurisdictions have their own children's palliative care policy documents and 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 those uh, different groups you know are looking to implement those policies as well okay and in relation to um you know the boring element of of policy and um is there any way that parents can feed into this policy development is that a bit of a mean question and i think with the children you know with the special advisory group that's been something we've been looking at how we can support that be it through um like organizations that are closely linked uh, with parents such as Laura Lane and Jack and Jill, Families Carers Island. So that is something that's uh, been very actively uh, taken forward. Brilliant, brilliant, Karen. And I think it's just going to be, so the palliative care conference that you were saying in Belfast, how do you describe a conference in, <laughs> in a couple of words? Um, but you, when, when did you tell me that was on again? In November, on the seventeenth and eighteenth of November, in the Titanic Hotel in Belfast, um, and I suppose at it there'll be um, leading clinicians and researchers presenting on their work, and there'll be the opportunity for um, researchers and health professionals to submit up to that. And yeah, we've got a great program. Uh, that's really ta- starting to take shape for the conference. So uh, very much looking forward to that. And it's great that it's all Ireland um, and we're hoping for great attendance from across the island and internationally as well. Wow. You see, again, this is all lovely to hear because, um, again, you, it, it, we need to get the information out there that this is happening. And I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me on this today. So we've covered an awful pile there, Karen. Um, so when we when we think of the AI HPC, you really, now that I'm talking to you, you really are coordinating children's palliative care information on the children's palliative hall yes you're linking with researchers clinicians charities all of that so everything that I kind of talk to with together for short lives um the AII HPC is is kind of I would say together with short lives are a a much larger organization and they obviously have excellent resources and uh, they do great work so they're on a larger scale than us I would say much larger scale than ourselves but um yeah we do have that you know linkages across research policy practice as I was saying and education and um, I would highlight so for example with research we have a palliative care research network of 53 leading researchers from across 
the island. A number of those are involved in research on um, with uh, children with complex care needs and palliative care needs and um, are undertaking like large research, small and large research projects, aim of improving the experience of, uh, of um, children with complex care needs. Um, so uh, we also support early career researchers and um, yeah, we support all of those researchers with, uh, you know, uh, accessing funding, uh, with engaging with their, um, uh, both, uh, you know, recruiting to uh, studies and that kind of thing. So research is a big area for us here in the Institute as well. So just to flag that. Uh, and to flag that there is research going on, um, which aims to improve the experience of palliative care. And it's been great to see a number of projects being approved recently as well. So there'll be news on that down the line. Um, Yay, that's great. So will we just leave it there for today, Karen? I don't even know how long we've been on because we've had sound issues. But we want to thank you for today and for all the work that's happening at the Institute. And we will definitely have you back on because we'll have to hear about that news, all those news. It'd be great to share with you about our plans for Palliative Care Week 2022, which is the 11th to the 17th of September. And it'll be our ninth week. And it's really around raising awareness of palliative care. And so it'd be great to touch base with you about that as well. We'll have to have the next series of podcasts around around then in September then. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for today, Karen. And we'll um, we'll definitely talk to you again soon. Thank you.